Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans, and I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. Tonight's podcast is entitled, Have You Believed the Report? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 15 and verse 1, the prophet Isaiah raised a question. He asked, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah and other prophets gave clear and specific descriptions concerning the coming of the Lord. Let's look at a quick review of the circumstances that led to the need for a Messiah to deliver humanity from the results of sin. God created a man that he named Adam, gave him a wife that was ideally suited for him. He gave him meaningful work and good food. His voice, God's voice, walked in the Garden of Eden and fellowship with Adam and Eve every day. Adam and Eve sinned through disobedience and lost their status in the Garden of Eden, and they were consequently forced to leave that idyllic setting. Man began to die at the moment of that sin. He and his offspring were headed for hell with no hope. But God loved us too much to leave us in that hopeless situation. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus, God's only begotten Son, did indeed fulfill his assignment. He came to earth, he lived among sinful men, but himself did no sin. He demonstrated how men were to live holy. Jesus healed the sick, he raised the dead, and he modeled love itself. He gave us a picture of the Father through his behavior. Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension opened the door for all men to be saved and delivered out of the hand of the enemy. Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave so that we might have a right to the tree of life. But wait. With this kind of deliverance available to men, why are there still people on earth that are lost? Perhaps some have not heard the good news, but what about those who have? What about the ones who simply refuse to believe the report? You know, in 1960, there were approximately 3 billion people on the face of the earth. In 2012, there were over 7 billion people on earth. That means that without Jesus' dying, billions and billions of people would be without hope. Hell would be the destination of all men and women. The only thing available for humanity would be an inevitable, fearful waiting for the horrors of hell. But because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection for our sins, billions and billions of people should be saved and either in or eligible to enter into heaven. Sin should be a thing of the past, and we should all be praising and worshiping God. But you and I know that sin is still on the rampage. Now, why is this? 
Why have people all over the world refused to believe the report of Isaiah and others concerning Jesus Christ? Now, you and I were not on earth when Jesus hung on the cross for us. Someone had to report it to us. And as a result, we had to believe the report to be saved. Isaiah 53, 2 through 3 says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. The prophet Isaiah presents several reasons for why the Jewish people did not receive Jesus as the Messiah. Some of those reasons still stand today. Number one, they might have rejected the reports related to Jesus because they didn't like him as a person. Isaiah says he was despised and of low esteem. Jesus was born to everyday working people. Mary claimed to be and was a virgin when she conceived Jesus. Jesus and his earthly father was what we would call today blue-collar workers. He was a carpenter. Number two, second reason. Jesus was born in a manger and not at the Palais Royal or in some comfortable hospital someplace. He came into the earth poor and not wealthy. Luke 2 and 7 says, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Number 3. The words, A root out of a dry ground in Isaiah 53, tells us that he was born in the north, in Galilee, to a family from which nothing significant was expected. He was also born in a country of such small reputation that many thought that no good thing could come out of it. John 1, through 46 says, Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Number fourth reason. The scripture further states that he had neither form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. The Jews might have expected the Messiah to be beautiful in his face and person. They might have expected their coming Messiah to blow them away with his beauty, but there was nothing of this kind in him. He was not deformed or misshapen, but he was not an extraordinary looker either. Number five, some might have expected that when the Messiah came, he would make a public entry, come in pomp and splendor. But instead, he grew up quietly before God and not before men. God kept his eye upon Jesus, but men disregarded him. Reason number six for why he might have been rejected by his fellow men. I'm sure many expected him to live a high life. 
Some might have thought that he would at least have had transportation comparable to a Lexus or a Mercedes. But instead, he walked almost everywhere he went. They might have expected him to have a mansion, but he did not even own a home. Matthew 8 and 20 says, And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Possible reason number eight. There is no record that he ever laughed, but he did weep. In John 11 and 35, the scripture says, Jesus wept. Possible reason number nine. He was a man of sorrow. Even though he committed no sins, living on earth among sinful men made him a sorrowful man. Number 10, as a result of all of these issues, many rejected him and they still reject him today. But I have some significant reasons for why all should believe that he is the son of God who taketh away the sins of the world. My reasons, number one, the report itself. Before Jesus came to earth, God told humankind on many, many occasions that he would send a savior. The word was delivered through prophets down through time. God even let Adam and Eve know as they were being ejected from the Garden of Eden for the sin of disobedience that they would have a savior one day. When God cursed the serpent for tricking Eve and Adam into eating of the forbidden fruit, this is what he said. This is Genesis three fourteen through 15. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. He was telling them that the woman's offspring would bruise the devil's head, although the Savior would be bruised through his sacrificial death. Okay, number two, the many miracles that he did to confirm the report. The report was not only predicted then fulfilled through the life of Jesus, but many miracles were performed to prove who he was. He healed the sick, he opened blinded eyes, he opened deaf ears, he raised the dead, and he performed other great miracles. So the conclusion, if you believe the report, then act on it. The only thing that remains for humanity to do is to believe the report and accept it, because, brothers and sisters, There is no other Savior coming. Jesus is coming back again to receive his own unto himself. He's coming in majesty and he's coming in power this time. And he will be looking for people who have believed the report. He is our perpetuation for sin and our only hope of glory. I strongly encourage you, receive him today. Repent of your sins. Ask Jesus to come into your life and ask for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. I quote the late great apostle Lobius Murray of Dallas, Texas. If you believe it, say amen. In closing, Romans 10 and 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation.
Pilih Berita